In a moment, we'll be doing our morning chant and find a posture that works for our body, remembering, of course, it won't be a perfect posture, it just needs to be good enough to support some semblance of comfort, again, not perfect comfort in the body, and some semblance of alertness, feeling as though we're willing to be right in the middle, upright, unafraid. And remember that non-fear manifests as a willingness to relax and to soften the body, to put down the load. And with all of that in mind, let's do our morning chant, suffusion with the Divine Abidings, page 30 for those in the room. Open the document for those online, but it's a pretty uh, easy chant to remember. These are the how the Buddha instructed us to cultivate loving kindness. And it's really about keeping these four attitudes or four emotions in mind of loving kindness, compassion, gladness, or appreciative joy, and equanimity. Let's do the chant together. Now let us make the poor boundless quality shine forth. I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth. So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving-kindness, abundant exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with compassion, likewise the second, Likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with compassion, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with gladness, Likewise the second, likewise the third, 
Likewise, therefore, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with gladness, Abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with equanimity, likewise the second. Likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with equanimity, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill-will. And we'll settle in for a meditation time. Again, just finding or settling into that posture that supports both a relaxation in the body and alertness, wakefulness in the mind. That sense of sitting up in a relaxed way. Head is balanced over the shoulders, over the spine. Nose is in line with the navel, arms and hands resting, released, shoulders released, muscles around the mouth and around the eyes can soften and relax, allowing the belly to relax. And see if it's possible to feel at home in the present moment. Sensing, if you can, the naturalness of awareness, the present moment awareness being uncontrived, not forced, just there. But now we're choosing to recognize that there is awareness here in the moment, naturally. Of course, it's always there, but it's often the case that the mind is unaware of this present moment awareness, as strange as that is to say it that way. It's not like we can actually turn off awareness but we can forget 
the mind can forget, can be oblivious. So we say sometimes that we're keeping present moment awareness in mind. In one way, one technique or skillful means to help us keep the present moment in mind, present moment awareness in mind, is to use what we could call an exclusive object of awareness, a meditation object. So we've been training with the Buddha's instructions for mindfulness of breathing now for a couple months. So let's take that up as a particular exclusive meditation object. Because nothing needs to change, we're already breathing. And the breathing, the way we're breathing is perfectly fine. It doesn't need to be different than how the body was already breathing. Because it isn't a breath control practice. It's actually a practice of being interested in what is ordinary. And breathing in and breathing out is an ordinary natural process that just keeps happening as long as the body is alive. Breathing in and breathing out happens. And so we're using this natural process to get, <clears throat> to get better at keeping the present moment in mind. Because of course, breathing in and breathing out, knowing the experience of breathing in and breathing out only happens in the here and now. So when we actually feel the sensations of breathing in, maybe at the tip of the nostrils or maybe as a rising in the chest or the abdominal wall, that's happening here and now. When we notice the sensations of breathing out, it's happening in the here and now. And don't assume that this is an easy training to keep the breath, the breathing in and the breathing out in mind. Because we're also learning how to be interested and attentive without getting tight and controlling with the breath. How to allow the breath to continue to be a natural process happening on its own, even as we're learning to be intimate, intimately aware, keeping this process of breathing in in mind, keeping the process of breathing out in mind through the duration from the beginning to the end of every in and out breath. And of course, just willing to start over and over as often as needed.
And what really helps in this training is to notice the pleasure of non-distraction. So when there is this relaxed but continuous awareness of our meditation object, the physicality of breathing in and out, then you should notice that the mind really appreciates the non-distractedness, the simplicity, or you could even say the seclusion of this training. So notice that pleasure if you can. It's subtle, but important to recognize. This training means we're letting go of whatever else the mind might be wanting to think about or pay attention to. So it's a huge letting go. And choosing to be interested in this simple, natural process of breathing in and breathing out. if nothing else right now is important. Learning how to be intimate without tension. there might be tension in the mind or the body but we're not using or thinking that we need the tension in order to do the training just might be residual tension in the mind or body and we need to accept that Buddhist instructions as a support, as a support for learning how to be more present, more interested, more intimate, he suggested that one notice the relative length of each inhalation and exhalation, whether it's relatively long breath in 
or relatively short breath in. And one of the usefulness, this is useful rather, because there's a natural feedback as the breath, or a rather, rather as the mind settles, the body settles, the breath will reflect the subtleness and become more refined, shorter, more simple, in and out. And it also just helps the mind become more interested if we're actually able to sense the relative length of the in or out breath. Again, we're not controlling the breathing process, just learning how to be attentive without being controlling. even be some fear that arises when we cultivate this exclusive attention with our meditation object, the physicality of breathing in, the physicality of breathing out, because it requires such a profound letting go of whatever else the mind might be doing, thinking, paying attention to. To learn to trust that it's okay for a period of time to let go of the rest of the world and simply be aware of breathing in, simply be present with breathing out. Continue with this training, but when you feel ready, just moving on to the Buddha's next instruction. One trains oneself while breathing in, 
experiencing the whole body. One trains oneself while breathing out, experiencing the whole body. So we're not looking at just the painful sensations, we're training the mind to be interested in the whole body, totality of physicality as you're breathing in. So you're still aware of the rhythm of breathing in and breathing out, but it goes more into the background. And what comes into the foreground of attention is this totality of the body, the sitting body. It's almost as if we're saying yes to the physicality of the sitting body through the inhalation and then through each exhalation from the beginning to the end. It's a real act of generosity, this non-controlling, non-judging presence with the whole body as we breathe in. Not the idea of the body, but the actual experience of sensation. So just do the best you can. seamless integration of awareness and the experience, the flow of sensation in the body. notice the tendency because it's a deep habit for probably all of us the attention may want to go to the pain or the discomfort in the body but instead learn how to be aware of the whole body to accept to allow the whole body to be the way it is So there's just knowing and the sensations being known. Through each inhalation and then through each exhalation. Sarah. 
when you can, begin to notice the calming effect. The body is responding to this non-judging, intimate awareness. So wherever, however you feel calm, the Buddha invites us to Be aware of the calm in the body as you breathe in, keeping that calm in the body as you breathe out. And in doing that, the tendency is for that calm, that sense of embodied well-being, to begin to spread and deepen. And in a way, we could say that the mind in the body, the relationship with the knowing mind, and the body, the movement of sensation is being healed. And the result is this embodied well-being, the sense of bodily calm. Remember, it's always okay if there's a need for some support to use a meditation word or a meditation phrase. So, for example, as you're breathing in, you could repeat the phrase experiencing calm or experiencing bodily calm to help bring the attention to the actual experience of calm. And then, of course, the same phrase as you exhale. So experiment with the use of a meditation phrase or a meditation word whenever you feel that that might be helpful. And when it's not needed, then just let go of that added technique.
We're learning how to keep bodily calm in mind through each in-breath and each out-breath. This embodied well-being, when cultivated, the heart, the mind was really safe in an emotional sense, as if I truly belong here in the present moment. It's not a mistake. And this really allows the heart to begin to recognize joy. And this is the fifth instruction from the Buddha and the set of 16 instructions. The Buddha instructs, while breathing in, experiencing joy. While breathing out, experiencing joy. Now we have a lot of ideas about what joy is. But in this more direct experiential sense, Joy is just the sense of this moment, the activity of the body and the mind, free of resistance and friction. So sometimes we call that a sense of flow. 
but it can begin as a very simple, subtle experience, like that sense of vibration, the sense of everything happening on its own. And often it's noticed as a, noticed as a kind of lightness of heart, brightness, bright, interest, because of how alive the moment experience seems to be. Because the mind isn't resisting, it isn't controlling, it isn't imposing some fixed idea, but rather instead it's more directly sensing how there is the movement here in the present moment and no resistance. And that's very light and joyful, uplifting, that it's all happening on its own. So as we breathe in, as we breathe out, for the last few minutes of our sit today, let's take up the training, breathing in, learning how to sense how to experience joy. And then through that duration of breathing out, learning how to keep joy in mind. Our habit, of course, is to pay attention to what we think are problems. But can we sense the activity of the present moment, the body and the mind, and this activity free of resistance, free of holding, which is experienced as a kind of lightness in the heart, kind of flow or unfixedness in the heart, like the bubbling, tingling movement of vibration. But each of us, we have to discover, learn to recognize and learn how to keep in mind we have to learn to do this on our own. No one can do it for us. And it simply begins by this willingness to be interested in joy as you breathe in, to be interested in a fresh way. And then, of course, as you breathe out.
as if every cell in the body had a simple, nice, beautiful smile. That kind of bright, light, buoyant quality of the heart and mind as you breathe in, as you breathe out, as if each aspect of the mind and body were bright and light and happy with that joy. Some of us, we have to learn to be unafraid of happiness. I go through some mental conditioning that I don't deserve to be happy or this moment it isn't appropriate to be happy. But that's not actually how happiness works. It's just really a matter of choosing to recognize this capacity for joy and to learn to keep it in mind. And it will naturally grow and expand. So we could even call it joy for no good reason. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.